because a lot of times people don't want to be judgmental. Hmm. They they it's 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 frowned upon to judge people. Yeah. Um, I judge everybody. <laughs> I judge everything. Mm-hmm. I judge every environment. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? We're gonna run the yeah. play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like to come for nothing at all? But every day you just wanting it all. Do you know what it's like? Every day facing your fear, but believing that your blessing is near. Do you know what it's like? Growing up broken than most, but still being devoted the most. Do you know what it's like? Yeah, that's what the journey's about. Yeah, Let me show you What's up, y'all? This is Justin Owens. I'm your host. This is the Run and Play Show, where I help break down the top plays of success from leaders, entrepreneurs, and personalities by sharing gems from their playbook. And I'm excited today. I got one of my brothers in the building. Uh, he's the brains behind one of the largest financial literacy brands in the world. Uh, Recession proof. He's a father, husband, serial entrepreneur. Some people call him Him 500, but I call him Marcus Barney. How you doing, bro? What's up, brother? How you feeling, man? First of all, I'm feeling man, good. I appreciate you coming because I know you be traveling around the world. You know, it's, it's hard to get you locked in, but you know, you showed up, so I appreciate you. Man. I had to get in the locker room, man. Yeah. I wanted to come play. <laughs> I wanted to get in the building. So listen, I know this is a question everybody they want to know. They're like, listen, how did you lose all that weight? Yeah. No, no. Let me listen. All right. So here's the real question: You have focused on health. Mm-hmm. on another level that I've seen probably in the last 18 months. What was the shift for you? For me, honestly, is somebody said that, you know, most people will sacrifice their health mm-hmm. chasing wealth, and then they got to sacrifice the wealth Yeah, for so the health. Yeah, to get their money back. And I said, well, that's me. <laughs> yeah, Struggling to sleep, struggling to breathe at night. And it was it was tough, and you start to realize like the moments that matter the most. Like a lot of people don't know, like I was hospitalized after COVID. Yeah. Um, I mean, after my wedding, due to COVID, mm-hmm. for a week, and um, it was scary to be like, "Yo, I just had the wedding of my dreams, mm-hmm. one of the best days of my life, and now I'm sitting here, a few percentages away from being on a." Um, Ventilator. A ventilator. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, everybody went to the ventilator most of the time you die. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, like, I'm, I can't die like this. Like, mm-hmm. I did all of this. I'm about to die. Yeah. Like, this is coming off my wedding while in the hospital. My episode with EYL drops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shout, out EYL. Shout out to EYL. Shout out to EYL. EYL University. Yes, that's a right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about it. Yeah. But, then I was for a game episode coming out. And I'm in the hospital. Mm. And I'm like, this is, is crazy. And it just put a chip on my shoulder where, you know, I, I started becoming more conscious. I started paying attention be, to it. And it's like, yo, what all do I have to do, like, to get better? And then things just kept, gra- it never gets better on its own. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It, it just gets worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to go to Miami, $1,000 steaks. Yeah. You know, and we don't realize, like, I didn't ever do my blood work to know, like, what foods was good for me, like, which things did what. So yeah. when I started, like, learning, first it was, like, a real learning curve. And then you start figuring out, like, all right, you got to make a change. And it become life or death. Yeah. Like, when I'm sleeping with a CPAP and intestinal issues I'm like yo nah like I gotta gotta make a change yeah I think for me it was uh it was similar because I think what happens is like you know you grow up you don't really have a lot of money and so it's like you go to restaurants and then you can't order what you want 
Yep. And then when you start making money, you're like, yo, I'm about to order everything I want. Matter of fact, I'm getting two of them. One here, one to go. And you and then you start doing it. Restaurant after restaurant, city after city, country after country. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize how much of a toll it takes on your body, on your health. And then you facing it in the mirror, you're like, yo, this is... They this say, is. but what you said, right? Growing up, not a lot of money. They say, yo, health is wealth. Mm-hmm. Brother, them spinach smoothies is expensive. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know, but yeah. don't nobody want to say that. Like, yo... Being healthy is expensive. Yeah. Like, say what you want. Health is wealth. That's cool. But a lot of people be uh, uh, smoothly away from homelessness because yeah. they, they they spend all their money on food. Yeah. You no, can't. Sure. The proper balance is like, yo, so many people out here in the gym lifting, but they struggling at home because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, on the contrary, I believe health is wealth 100%. But a lot of times we misuse it and misplace it because people think because they're in shape, like, oh, this is, this is life. Yeah. And they'd be like, bro. The biggest killer in our community is stress. Yeah. And our biggest stress factor in the black community is financial. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. So it's kind of like, but I ain't yeah. going to be petty. No, nah, no, it's real. You know, and I, you know, I, I balance with it because I like, I be like, people are like, oh, but it's expensive. I'm like, yeah, but, but so is alcohol. You know, so is hookah. You know, and I think it's, it's just a matter of what's going to be more expensive. Yep. It's like, and, and this was a conversation I had with myself because, you know, my girl was like, yo, you, you like skinny fat. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, I am skinny, but it turned to the side. I had a little stomach. I'm like, nah, we got it. So, you know, you start doing the clean eating and and it's an adjustment. It's like, I, th- I saw somebody post something. They said, um, we eat so bad that eating the right way is called a diet. And I was like, dang. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dang, that's okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just want to touch on that because, you know, sometimes entrepreneurs, we get so focused. You know, sometimes people's watching like you and your process. Yeah. What I would say, because I had to go through the process of it. Like, anytime somebody lose weight now, like, I, I lost, like, probably, like, 13, 14 pounds. Mm-hmm. Now when I see somebody talk about they lost 50 pounds, I give them, I'm like, yo, it's hard to lose weight, bro. It's, that is that is no joke. And so I think as entrepreneurs, just try to keep that in the road as much as possible so you don't got to spend so much time, money. Later. Later. Because you joint. Yeah. yeah, indulging. Yeah. yeah. And just don't, don't overindulge, you know. You got to enjoy the moment, but... I know it was a flaw for me, man. The steaks and this and that, that, that was, that was, uh, that was important. Why, why have you, like, for you to, to surround yourself with like-minded people, why do you, why do you think that's important? Because every time I see you, you're around, you're always leveling up and it's always around a different level of people. So you find yourself always putting yourself in a circle where it's higher level people. Why is that important for you? Um, honestly, it was a conversation I had with my wife. Long time ago, mm-hmm. we had conversations about everybody always say like you got to change your environment. Yeah, and it sounds cliche, but yo, you you are the amount of people you are the equivalent to the people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. And so what I realized is that we had a conversation about this is when we had probably bought our first home. Um, we probably was making about two three hundred thousand dollars a year, and we were doing well. Mm-hmm. At this point, we were able to take the family on vacations, yep. Disney, we own a home, brand new bill, we got Mercedes, BMWs, like, we're living good. And um, we see the elevation and mm-hmm. the difference from being around the people we naturally had to be around, mm-hmm. that we had to grow up with in that right. environment. We mm-hmm. was forced to grow up in an environment we didn't have a choice. And to where we started picking the people we were surrounding ourselves with. Yeah. The entrepreneurs, the different people who were doing different things in business. And from there, we started to grow. And so what I started to realize is that they reach a cap, too. Mm-hmm. 
And so then I started looking, and as I started to grow my friends and my influence, it started to grow. The people who I started to surround myself with started to grow. And now I look, and we look a few years back, and we go, man, look at the people we first used to be around when we first met, those circles. Mm. What's going on with them? Wow. Yeah, and they, we look, and we say, yo, they're still doing the same things. The same things are going on. And I said, well, what we can never do is get comfortable with our environment and the people that we're around. Mm -hmm. Just because we're around them now is that where we want to end at. Right. Is this it? And so if it's, this is not it, then who's next? Like, yeah. what does that next circle look like? It does not, we don't lose a relationship. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that I'm not, I don't love my friends no more. I'm anything differently, but I love myself more. Yeah. And I love my self-development because I want to set a bar for my family and my kids to grow up, to, to grow from. Yeah. So my thing is like, now I look and I say, who do I want to be in my 40s? I'm about to turn 35 this year. Who do I want to be as a 40-year-old man? What does my 40s look like to me? Right. And so I look at, individuals that's had great 40s or, or, or more, and I look and say, well, what does those family structures look like? What do those environments look like? What are they doing? Where are they at? Because now I'm purposely getting to those rooms. I'm purposely going to build those relationships because the relationships and the lifestyle I live in my 30s was cool. It was fun. But now as I go into my 40s as a more mature man, as a more mature husband, as a more mature father, I want to grasp those traits. I mm -hmm. want to grasp those things from people and successful businesses that that are structured for the you know, the long haul, not short span hustles. Mm -hmm. So my whole thing now is like let's be purposeful and very, very intentional with who I build with, who I go surround myself with, what events and environments I put myself in, because you know, I'm in control, so I'm doing yeah. it. I'm on, it's on purpose. Yeah, like, yeah. it's not an accident. So nothing I do is on an accident. Oh, I'm, I got this relationship. It's not an accident. Yeah, no, for sure. That was that next thing I was about to ask you. Actually, was like, because you're a master, in my opinion, at like not only initiating relationships but maturing them, developing them, stuff like that. What are if you if you could talk to the entrepreneurs out here and say, okay, these are some tips that I could give you to improve your ability to build relationships, what would you say they are? Um, I would say <clears throat> always be an asset. Mm -hmm. So you always want to contribute to any relationship. Like, right. a lot of times, like, I don't want to be cliche, but like, yo, you got to be an asset over liability, right? right? So I tell people is that when you're developing a relationship, figure out the other side's end goals or what they're looking to accomplish. Mm -hmm. What are they looking to accomplish and how do I gain respect in this relationship? How do I show my genius? It's not always go serve and be a giver. Like, nah, like I, I, I want to develop a relationship off of respect. Mm -hmm. It's not always a, a, a thing where I'm going to go pay. Like, I look at developing a relationship with Grant Cardone. Mm -hmm. The way I developed the relationship with Grant Cardone versus the way I developed the relationship with Rick Ross is two totally different things. Yep. With Grant, I was able to do collaborations in business and he can see the power and the things that, and the shifts that I was able to create. Yep. And so he like, yo, like, whatever you need, let me know. Yep. That's fine. So he started seeing the value. Oh, you got a plane. Our conversations was different. I knew he had a plane before I bought a plane. Yep. I knew that's something that links in. Mm -hmm. So he's explaining to me, he didn't took and elevated his pilot 
into his business. And he's showing me like, yo, every, you never know who you find as business partners who can come and be an asset to your business. Always look to develop relationships. And so I'm looking going, okay, Grant Cardone did a stadium. I always wanted to do a stadium. Yeah. I said, I'm doing Madison Square Garden. He's the only one who's done the stadiums like that. So I got to get close. Yeah, for sure. So I involved myself with him in different events. I started going to masterminds with people that was around him that would be able to have him speak. Yep. So it wasn't, I'm going directly at Grant. I went and started building with like Pete Vargas. Mm -hmm. And I'm building with Pete, I'm building with Steve and different people who are gonna get me into this environment where right. we both can coexist. Yep. We naturally have to meet and we were able to meet and come together. Yeah. Conversations happen and now I understand I got the insight to do the arena. I got the mm -hmm. team to help build and, and, and push everything to fill out the arena. I got the whole playbook and the yep. strategies of how to make sure you monetize and make sure everybody has a great experience. The whole thing, I got the information, but I built that relationship by going and like, yo, I started building with people around and always being like, yo, like I'm not coming in, like I'm not paying to be in a group, no. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you do? This is what I do, this is how we can bridge, make money together. Mm -hmm. We make some money together. Yep. Okay, boom. Guess what happens? If I'm getting money with you, mm -hmm. you come with me. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, for sure. So, and it just kept developing into the point to where we started doing, like me and Grant did events together. Yep. We was able to go make money together. Mm -hmm. And he like, yo, looking at the back end, like I'm thinking some of these boys is bad. Like, <laughs> you bad. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you need, I'm there. Mm -hmm. You doing the garden, just say the word. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. I ain't even put him on the bill. It wasn't, he like, yo, say the word. It, it wasn't a, this how much I charge to feed yeah. it. I, say the word. Mm -hmm. If you need me there, I'm there. Yeah, that's strong. How, so kind of breaking that down though, cause it's like, I wanna, you said something, you said uh, to find out like how you can help them, how you can add value to them, but in a, from a, a position of strength. If I'm a person that's just starting out and I'm like, okay, I ain't got no money. Like how, how do I even find that out what a person needs? in order to be able to help them out, order to add value to them? Most people gonna take that question and be like, yeah, right? Like, mm -hmm. how do I figure out how to help somebody? Um, help yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, become strong at yeah. something. Yeah. See, it's not, oh man, you need help with that? I'll help, and you're not an expert, or you're not great at it. Mm -hmm. See, some people have built with me, and people I've built relationships with, they send me loom videos of what I can improve on. Mm. They'll go back to my website, my back end, and my things. They'll be like, yo, you don't, you don't, you didn't have a pixel here. You didn't have this here. They will literally send me a loom video. They'll be like, yo, if you did these call to actions like this, this will help improve your video. Mm. This will help improve your business. Well, guess what? I'm, you, I, I'm listening. Yeah. I, you, you got my attention. Nowadays, today, today's society, right now, if I could tell anybody anything, is to learn AI, mm -hmm. learn how to simplify it. You don't have to be a brain, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. You just have to be have to know how to input the right data and the right questions mm -hmm. better than the person who run the business. Yeah, that's Justin right. don't got the time to sit there and study it because he's operating a business. Yep. It's the same. This thing I go through is I don't have time to learn every single thing. Mm -hmm. I can high level understand it, but I can't master going and figuring out how to use video technology, AI, computing, exactly what to put in to do a sales page right. and build everything out. Like you can literally use uh, chat GPT to create email sequences. Yeah, 
sure. So if you go sign up for somebody's webinar, you go sign up on somebody's list and you don't get an email and then they don't hit you with an email the next day, you go, look, I've been on your list for seven days. I haven't got an email. I'm right back in your inbox. Well, listen, I can set out a 30 day email sequence and then you got three or four different products. Maybe we do a call to action. We do a call to action. You use ManyChat to do a call to action on different things. And whenever they enter into a different system, it tags them on um, we can use the back end, like you use a back end system. Um, oh man, I'm, I'm brain farting, but you can use a back end system that will collect the data, right? Yeah. And I'll come back to the name. I'm just not thinking, but you use ManyChat to collect, to, yeah. hey, comment 10x. Yeah. Boom, comment, run the play. Mm -hmm. Boom, yeah. you're going to get a certain sequence. So if I'm a barber, I'm going to say comment fade. Mm -hmm. Not everybody who has a fade gets a 30 day sequence of emails for fades. And every Three emails, it's a call to action. It may be, hey, every third or fourth email, it shows my calendar. Or it may go every seven. So on Sunday, it shows, hey, listen, I know, you know, I've been educating you on phase, giving you updates mm -hmm. about the cuts, but, you know, I got three available appointments this week. Yeah. So I got three available appointments this week, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday, one on Friday. Yeah. And now I'm constantly filling up my schedule. So Thursday may be my fade day where I know I'm going to be in here getting phased. Mm -hmm. But on Tuesday and Wednesday, I know, okay, this is where people coming in for dreads, or this is yeah. where people coming in for, you know, this, 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 this curly top, the sponge, Yep. treatment with shampoo and luxury facials so you can literally create those sequence bases off of the, the points of the entry the point of entry in ManyChat. Yeah. these are three different systems if you really hack it you go to fiverr and get somebody to hook it all together mm. so you pay you pay somebody on fiverr a hundred dollars mm -hmm. to hook their system up and you tell them give me 10 percent of what i help you generate wow you see what i'm saying yeah, yeah. that's strong and then what happens they love you yeah and I'm only giving you a gap. Yeah, and you was looking for it. You yeah. need it. Yeah, and I think I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs need to do more of is like finding the area to master. Because in the in this course world that we're in, I see less people focusing on like staying in their lane. And, and what I mean by that is like you know like I like we all grow, but we go to events that can help us grow in things that we want to learn and that can help us grow better. But I I, I equate it to like it's almost like. You know, like, I, I didn't go to college. You didn't go to college, right? No. Yeah. So it's like, but you we've all heard the example of, like, people that hop around and go from, like, uh, major to major to major and all this kind of stuff. So you can go to school for five years and don't have no degree because you ain't specialize in nothing. Mm -hmm. And so you have people that, you know, they've been entrepreneurs for five years, but you go on their page and this year they're doing Turo. Last year they was doing Airbnb. The year before that they was doing this, and they haven't found an area to focus or master. And so now when we talk about adding values, they, they you know, what you just talk about the, the back end and stuff. It ain't really sexy. That ain't, yeah. That ain't like oh, you're gonna get the most clout or attention for it, but it's important to business. Yeah. And so you got to find skills that that are good. How, how have you found out now? Because you move in a lot of rooms. There, there's a there's a fine line of like when you go into a room of like fitting in. And like, you know, sometimes like pounding your chest, doing too much. We've seen people do both. We've seen people, like you go into a room and you're so quiet, you're invisible. Yeah. And you got some people, they come in the room and they too loud, they're annoying. And it's like, oh, they'll, they'll never come back. How have you found a way to know when to do what in different rooms? How have I found a way to yeah, know like, when? Like, when, when do you know? Like, okay, you know, this. I got to step out. I got to I gotta gotta make it. sure this person knows me. Or sometimes, you know... Let me be quiet and just let me just soak in what's happening. One thing I tell people is that you got to be judgmental. Yeah. Like that that comes into effect of a judgmental stage because a lot of times people don't want to be judgmental. Hmm. 
they they is 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 frowned upon to judge people. Yeah, um, I judge everybody. <laughs> I judge everything. Mm-hmm. I judge every environment. Mm-hmm. I judge if I'm too strong in this room. Yeah, am I too smart in this room? Will I only be a value in what does this room need for me? Mm-hmm. If I'm if I feel like I'm in a room and they can really benefit from me, it's okay. I can talk to a, a, a million different things. Mm-hmm. I have to know what my strong point is going to be. Sometimes it may be if I go into a room and and let's just say I'm in a room with my mentees or one of my mentees, even, and I know that I'm a powerhouse in this room. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming to to speak and right. take over the room. I'm coaching from the side. Yeah. Yo, do this in here. Move like this in here. Yeah. Say this. Get off stage. Go 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 get interactive. Walk yeah. around. Shake the hands. You need the content. Deliver the, the the whatever you need to deliver. And if you need me to say something, let me know. I'm only gonna amplify whatever you said. Mm-hmm. That way, I'm not coming as yo. Appreciate it, cool, but it's not about me. So you right. know then. But when I go in the room and I go, okay, I get in some of these rooms, and they don't know who I am yet. Right. And go, oh, <laughs> y'all the smart ones. Okay, get money in here. Bet. Soon as it's an opportunity for me to talk, I'm gonna show my genius. Yeah. I remember being in the room and um we was in a room, we was in San Diego, a bunch of people, heavy, fifty million dollar businesses. Mm-hmm. Was nobody in the room doing under ten million a year. Yep. So they like, yo, everybody at the table sit here and it's a few tables and they're like, yo, everybody pass around the idea of like one thing that you do in business to help you take it to the next level. And then y'all vote whoever has the best idea, and y'all gonna come up. I mean, whoever has the best practice and things that they've done, and y'all gonna come up and kind of see, and we see who wins, Damn, right? It's so it's table for table. So now you're looking around the room, and you're going, bet. I'm, I'm looking at the table like, yeah, all right. Showtime, everybody go first. Yeah. I'm going last. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure if, if, if whatever I was thinking about telling y'all, if, if what you said was better... <laughs> I'm going last, so I'm making sure I got the best bar here. Yeah. So they like, all right. So I'm like, let me get in my bag. I went right in my bag. Yeah. Best way I did things, boom, boom, boom. Fastest way I was able to make millions. Mm. So I, I broke all the way down. They like, yo, automatically I won the table. Mm-hmm. But everybody at the table is now like, yo, how can we connect? They didn't know me. Mm. They didn't know me. Yeah. Only black person at the table. Mm-hmm. Three black people in the room. Yeah. Room of 50. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay. So then I go up to the top, to the table. Boom. I'm standing there. I'm looking at it. I'm going, I know these people. I didn't see them online. I didn't see them, dude. Mm-hmm. Seeing their business is cool. Like, I'm talking like, yeah, Andy Frischel is everybody in the room. So go. I win. Hold it down for my table. My table going crazy. <laughs> I go up there and do my talk. We win. Mm-hmm. At that moment, everybody in the room now wants to know me and know right. my name. They mm-hmm. got familiar with my brain. Yeah. You like, said your brain. My brain. Yeah. Wait a minute. That was smart. Mm-hmm. I can utilize that. Yo, let's connect. Let's talk. Well, guess what? Everybody in here is already successful. My goal is to show you my brain and a way to connect with you. It's going to be hard to do one-offs. Right. To shake everybody's hand. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So let me introduce myself to the whole room. Yeah. A lot of times when people do things and you in those rooms, that was a small, intimate environment. Figure out how to share your genius with everybody. So That's people 
can now go, okay, I get it. I got it. I get who you are. They introduce themselves to you. Now you don't have to go up and say, hey, my name is Him 500. Right. I'm the owner of Recession Proof. I do right. this and that and that. Mm-hmm. It's going, yo, that idea you shared with us, genius. Yeah. Some of them wasn't like, yo, what's the idea? I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm not telling you. You wish. All right? Run the play. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think that, you know, there, there was this thing that's, that was said, man. It's like about, it was the idea of selling something. I don't know if you agree with it or not, but the guy was saying, what he told me, he said, the, the the very fact that you're selling something tells you how valuable the thing is. He said because like yo like if you really like people that really have good ideas, they're not selling them until they've used it. They they've they've made some money out of it and stuff like that. What do you what do you think about that? Like if you got a really really good idea, you you go milk it first, you get some results, and then you come back. What what you think about that? Um, if I got a really good idea. Do I use it first or sell it first? Mm-hmm. Use it. <laughs> yeah. um, but every good idea, what I came to realize is every good idea isn't for you. Hmm. I had good ideas for you that wasn't for me. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just like, I, I. what I do is I study. I'm always studying. I'm always analyzing markets. I'm always analyzing products and sales. So when you analyze the market, what you realize is that, okay, this may not be a strategy directly for me now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who is it for? Yeah. Now, does it hurt me to help somebody else? It doesn't. Right. Yeah. So sometimes I may hold things back and say, no, nah, I'm not telling people right. until I'm done with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's certain fair. things yeah. I'm not going to tell you if I'm doing something because oversaturation at this point is what I realize is that I'll do something, I do things, and you realize that you have impact. Like, mm-hmm. I used to say ideas and put it out there, and I would have 30, 60 days to implement it and go to work. <laughs> now, if I say something and put it out there, I got about seven days Backs. before yeah. people are moving on it. Mm-hmm. They move. And so you realize your impact as it grows and where you're at. When you're on the come up, you can put everything you know out. Yeah, That just proves that you're smart. You're looking to gain credibility. You're looking to gain you know, that that ground of being an authoritative figure in this one industry, show your genius. Yep. When you get a big brand, you show your genius you want to. If yep. you ain't ran that play yet, it'll be in the dirt before you know <laughs> it. So you'd be like, yo, this is what we need to do. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This that's what that's what we doing? Cool. You know, you're Oh, set up a whole locker room, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would have told people you were setting up a locker room in the yeah. podcast like this and Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it would have been out. Yep. Yep. What, what would you feel like your gift is? Because a lot of people, they look at you like, okay, recession-proof credit, mm-hmm. you know, financial literacy, which are great skills. What would you consider your gift? My greatest gift is my ability to think. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, my greatest gift is my ability to think. Everybody has a brain, but everybody does not know how to use them. Hmm. And... Some people use them in different ways, different levels. Um, and that's just one of the things that I feel like, yo, when we have the ability to think, when we have the ability to learn, that's the sharpest thing that you can do. Yeah. Nothing else matters because when you can, you know, properly analyze, when you can think, um, when you can be analytical thinking, when you can be critical, when, when you can be, you know, in control of your mental of like understanding, I need to think at a higher level. I need to yeah. be, you know, macro, not micro. Mm-hmm. And I need to know and be able to switch back and forth. 
when I need to think micro, when I need to think uh, when I need to think macro, when I need to think micro. When you have that ability, and you can switch back and forth like that, the game changes. Mm. And so for me, my my strongest point is that yes, I've learned credit. Yes, I've mastered business, marketing, relationships, but past that, every single step, every single one of those steps along the lines, it took me to be able to think. It hmm. took me to be able to analyze yeah. and, and grow throughout those industries yeah. and throughout those phases of my life. Yeah, I like that. And a lot of people don't think, you know, but, you know, one of the most popular books is Think and Grow Rich. Yep. And, you know, people be working and working and working and thinking that's going to do it. But you got sometimes you got to take time to think. And your content is one that you can tell you put thought into. Yeah. How have you uh, how have you developed that as a skill as content creation? Because you look back through, you know, from your ads, you see your ads everywhere. The Even now you've adjusted the way you put out content. Like, what's your thought process on like, all right, cool. I, I got to adjust. And, and, and how do you go about creating captivating content? Is you have to have aha moments. Mm -hmm. So you always want to, I tell people is that you want to give people a like awakening. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I ain't think about that. Yeah. So it's, did I not think about that? Is the background of where you're shooting at, is it attractive? Is the opening of the video catchy? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's it, it puts you into that mindset that you just have to realize what's going on and knowing how to communicate with people. Yeah. Then I start to learn is that I can't only communicate with people via video. Yep. I got to communicate with some people via text. Mm -hmm. So that's when, like, you know, you start looking at Twitter and things like that. They want to read. Yeah. You got some people who want to watch long-form videos. So that's when I do, like, my webinars. Yeah. And it gives me time to connect with them. And that just keeps me personable because a lot of times people think just putting out content is only like, yo, let me just put something on social media. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's figuring out how do I connect with the best person, with, with people on yeah. all different angles. Mm -hmm. Short form, long form. Oh, you know, we doing music. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. everything, like, where's my audience at? Like, yep. if people had the mindset, my mindset for it is, where's my money? I always ask, where's my money is, where's my client? Mm. So where's my clientele at? Yeah. Well, so they somewhere run the play. They like sports. They're going to yeah. be at a Super Bowl watching yeah. the football games. They're going to be watching a sports podcast. They're going to be right, turn, tuned in to hip-hop. Why? Yep. That's what black people ain't got it. Yeah, That's sure. where they spend the majority of their time. Mm -hmm. We can argue. I can have an easier argument if I put FICO versus Advantage Score. Which one is better? Mm -hmm. Advantage Score versus FICO. What's mm -hmm. better? That argument is going to be light. Yeah. Kobe versus Jordan. Heavy. LeBron versus Jordan. <laughs> see, I didn't have to say LeBron versus Jordan because that's the stated argument. Yeah. But you see, naturally, you go, it's not Kobe, it's LeBron. Yeah. Somebody that was watching when I said Kobe versus Jordan, they like, nah, it's Bron. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like you just did. Yeah. That's where my money at. So I always had to figure out, like, what's going on in those current events. Mm -hmm. Biggest post I posted was about Meg Thee Stallion. Okay, make this diet is, is everything that's going on with this case. The whole world is tuned in. Cool. I, 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 I ask a question, and I lead into the different parallels of mm -hmm. things that happened throughout this week, and nobody cared about. Amazing things that happened in, in pushing the black culture forward. Yeah. Amazing things that happened the same week did not matter because something negative was happening, traumatic, in the black community. 
and entertainment that had everybody going, mm-hmm. hoorah. Yeah. Guess what? I put my promo at the end of it. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Smart. 24,000 well, opt-ins. Yeah. <laughs> 24,000? Jeez. On my own Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Strong. Bold prediction time. What? Mm-hmm. What is your prediction for the course creators space over the next 12 to 18 months? Rest in peace. <laughs> it's done. It's done. It's mm-hmm. done. Rest in peace. Um, for people who are not established. Yeah. It's raining bricks out here. Yeah. It's raining bricks out here. You better get under an umbrella or you're going to get hit. You're going to catch a brick. Right. People are catching bricks. And so what I would tell you is this, is that when I say get under an umbrella, understand it's a lot of components. It's a lot of business infrastructure that's needed to let last the test of time. The thing I love about this is that it's cool to be smart at this time. And I love the fact that it's cool to be smart. But being smart and knowing something does not mean you are the person to set up a business right. and run and operate a business in that space. Setting up a business in the education space has been easy for somebody to put a course together. People don't know if it's good or not, and it was common for people to buy. So you could actually make money. Mm-hmm. Now you look and you go, well, who has real business acumen when it comes to it? You look at EYL University and what we were able to put together. Which is brilliant, by the way. Thank you. We do live coaching calls, so we actually have educators and teachers. Mm-hmm. We have curriculum creators. Mm-hmm. We have curriculum vetters for people who want to submit and put curriculum into the university. We have a full HR team. We have a full support staff. We have a full IT department. And so what happens is, is that not only we have uh, my, my program facilitator who does my 26 different chapters across the United States. So imagine we got 26 chapters in each city six people on each board. It's over 150 people under this organization that helps it operate to keep the environment growing. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, the resources that Earn Your Leisure goes and provides and the relationships that they build to bring back. So now we have billionaires and different things like that where we can get lessons from them. Mm -hmm. So there isn't anything else created like that. It's things that can maybe seem like on the outside or a shell, but when you got five days a week, live six days a week live coaching calls five days a week live coaching calls where you can come and learn 18 to 20 different curriculums that you can watch different courses on different topics and it's economical 26 chapters so it's a chapter in your city for you to work with the people in your city and it's 97 dollars a month and you got the biggest media component with the biggest education platform Mm -hmm. together the business infrastructure is there the press, the media publication is there. The marketing is there. The infrastructure is there. The business will run on its own. Yeah, It actually operates like a business. Some of these guys is out here selling. Now, guess what? When the sales stop coming in, you stop responding to your clients. Mm-hmm. So that Facebook group is dead. You got 2,000 people, 300 people, 500 people in that Facebook group, yeah. and there's no interaction. You're not doing live coaching calls because you're not making money every month no more, right. so you got to go do something else. Mm-hmm. So now you start a podcast, mm-hmm. and you only focus on promoting your podcast, and you don't care about the people who bought your course. Mm. So now... You're shooting. I don't know who you're shooting at, but... No, 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 I'm not, <laughs> I'm not shooting nobody. 
because people are <laughs> now the they shoot they shift it. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't. Yeah. I was selling the course. I ain't selling the course no more. I'm gonna go do this. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a trader now. Yeah. I'm gonna go do. I'm gonna go do option trading. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm creating a, a, a community around option. Nobody want to buy my course on options. Well, I'm making my money on options. So yeah. I'm only talking about options. Yeah. What about these people who didn't pay you? Yeah. So we created EYL University, and you know we do give creators the the opportunity if they do want to like sell their community and get away from it, they can actually yeah. bring and we can create a deal where you can actually instead of leaving those people who paid you and attended to, you can sell them to us, or we create some kind of partnership where we can embrace your new endeavor, anything we can do. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So you don't lose and get a bad name out here too. It's super important. Don't get yeah. a bad name out here if you were if you were selling the course and your course sales not doing too good and you thinking like well. I got a, a nice contribution. I probably can just put it with the university where all the support is already there. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. Yeah, that's smart. Come to death row. No, <laughs> Go to UIL. Recession proof. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you what was the impact of, of that, that, that uh, you know, almost like a, like a merger or like a, a joint venture of coming together. But it seems like, I mean, you, you kind of broke it down. It's like, you know, one is being able to impact more people, touch more people. Um, and provide a new opportunity, you know, to be able to, uh, to, to pivot. Like so, so I do have a question though because there are people that's like, okay, I was doing a business a certain way and that is not working, so I do need to pivot, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, okay, one part is like, dang, I feel bad if I left these people here, but the other part is like, well, I do need to adjust. Like, how 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 would you suggest a person make a pivot? Because you made pivots before. Like, how, how, you got any advice on that? You 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 have to pivot to what's necessary. Okay. You you always have to pivot. The thing is that you have to think through the pivot. Hmm. See, I realized that the times that we're going into, I've been able to service people and get them to success. Like, it's over 30 people that have became millionaires throughout my program, hmm. but it's over 2,000 people who have been able to walk away from their 9-to-5 job. Strong. What happens is, is that you realize, but I did it purposely. It was a premium product. It was 5000 and 3500 Mm-hmm. You could never get access if you wasn't of certain quality. Yeah. Why? Because I wanted people to come in who... We're on a certain level already. I want you to be able to be able to save a few thousand to be able to spend. Mm -hmm. I want you to have that sacrifice to where I can invest $3,000 into myself, $5,000 in myself. It gives me a premium client that is, one, has some kind of financial income, and they have some kind of form to balance and, and budget. Hopefully, they have budgeting skills, and they're aware mentally that they need to grow and develop. Mm-hmm. That's all we need is the awareness. If you know you need to learn, you need to. If you learn more, you earn more, mm-hmm. and you have some kind of ability to, to to generate income. Meaning you got a nine to five, whatever. You generate an income. You may be a, a, a beginning entrepreneur, but you're able to generate income yep. on a consistent basis, and you have the ability to, to want to learn. Yeah, I know I can help you when I provide the resources to you. Yeah. So when I give you those resources, I know I can help you take it to the next level. What I did realize, too, is that I would get people say, well, what about everybody else? And I would go, everybody does not qualify to be with these people who have worked this hard and developed a certain level of. Yeah. If you if you don't have nothing and you starting off at the ground level, it's going to take me more work to help you. And I can't do it. And that I'm focused and built to help these people. Yeah, that makes sense. But what I realized is that we all come out the same communities. It's just some people come out a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm leaving people behind. Mm -hmm. Don't leave people behind. So I had to pivot and figure out, well, I can stay here and help seven to 10,000 people a year. Mm -hmm. Or I can pivot, create a system. I created my system to support these people the most. They was getting more support. They're like, I, we don't need this. <laughs> I know you don't need it. You don't need all the chapters. You don't need all the live calls. You didn't need it. They didn't need that. Yeah. I was setting it up around them because I know they needed it. That was starting at the ground zero. Mm. They need to be held accountable. They needed to say, okay, I may just need to get up and just, I need to be motivated. I don't feel good today. Like. Mm mental health is real like is. i need to be inspired mm -hmm. i need to see other people's wins and i don't have thousands to invest right now but i do got a hundred dollars that mm -hmm. i can invest and getting into this environment at 97 dollars is like yo i get coached every single week on wednesdays i do mastermind so you can literally come and mastermind with me i i built that and i pivoted to them mm -hmm. so i was building with my stronger my the, the stronger aspect of my community and we pivoted to go, okay, let's bring in yeah. thousands. And now we can service tens of thousands a year and really help our community. And now we expand that and give them the opportunities to go global. Yeah, strong. So, yeah. Um, Credit is important. And I think sometimes people miss, have misconceptions of what, what you teach. Cause some people are, oh, you know, but it's not responsible. It's like, no, nah, credit. Like, I think that's a misconception. Like credit's not a bad thing if you pay for it. You know what I mean? Like, and some people, some people teach it the wrong way. Some people use it for the wrong stuff. Why, like, can you give some, you know, some tips around credit and the responsibility of it? Because I know it's something you talk about all the time. You know, because sometimes inside of, people don't see the inside of your community and the stuff that you really teach. And they just see, like, clip notes and stuff that people use. Maybe, this, I think this would be a good time to kind of talk about that. So, when, debt isn't for dummies. Yeah. And what I did real, what I do realize is that as you grow, you speak at a high level. Yeah. <laughs> and so it'd be like, wait, what? And you start to speak at a high level where you learn more, yeah. you grow, you go up the ranks. And um, like people didn't know like how to process payroll off credit card. Like a lot of people don't know American Express got a payroll system mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people don't got payroll. Mm. <laughs> you send wires out to people or cash apping them and mm -hmm. selling them. You yeah. haven't set the business up yet. Mm -hmm. Then you haven't really learned the institutions and what they want. Yeah. I got a check at the house right now for $15,000, a little over $15,000 from American Express because we actually do business together. People don't realize that we have a partnership. Yeah. Oh, you talk about credit, you got to teach them about the banks. Well, what do the banks give you back? Or what can they give you back? It's not just about reward points. Okay, I, I, I've taught you guys how to get reward points, but I also have been telling you guys about doing business with the banks. So if I'm introducing people to these banks, well, I don't have to make you pay me all the time. I can make the banks pay me for introducing you to them. Right. And so now I get monthly payments from American Express. These are literally my partners and we do business together. Yeah. When it comes to credit though, is that you should always, always have income. That's why we teach business. Mm -hmm. You want to have earned income. You always want to be able to generate cash flow. If you're not generating cash flow, don't go generating debt. Yeah. That's the, the, the key thing. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Knowing how to budget. I don't care about interest if I'm if if I'm gonna take if I can take a thousand dollars of my money and turn it from a let's say I go start a cologne mm -hmm. and I buy a cologne that's costing me nine bucks and I'm selling it for eighty five or a hundred. Yeah. If I can then properly sell these products and I go, well, my marketing budget is low, 
my production budget is low because I only had a thousand dollars. But if I had five thousand, my thousand that turned into eight thousand. If I had five, yeah, it would turn into forty. Yeah. So, but the thing is that you must properly understand marketing. You must properly understand growth and development. So I teach I teach people. You start here. Let's learn how to make money. But while we're building our credit, let's let's maintain having good payment history. Let's maintain having a good budget. So it's not go get credit and go into debt. You get credit and you go into good debt. Mm-hmm. If I make if I spend a thousand off of somebody else off a credit card and I make ten thousand and they charge me fifteen percent of a thousand yeah. interest at hundred and fifty bucks, mm-hmm. what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. That's outside of the six to eighteen, the nine to eighteen month window of zero percent interest. Right. Where you're just using their money and paying it back without paying interest. Mm-hmm. When you do start to pay interest, oh, it's 20%. Okay, but if you can take 2500 and turn it to 10000 what are we talking about interest for? Right. Because if you wait to save and you, you keep maneuvering with your 1000 I spend 1000 do it to turn it to, to five. Then I try to uh, come back, recoup my 1000 I, I benefited four. Okay, cool. Meanwhile, Joe Blow had 25000 and Joe Blow then went twenty five thousand to a hundred thousand. By the time you catch up, I'm ten steps ahead of you, because mm-hmm. my hundred thousand is now flipping to yeah. hundreds of thousand. While you're trying to get to, it's gonna take you four or five flips to get to twenty five. Yeah. I'm four or five flips ahead of you because I leveraged twenty five thousand. Once I realized I had a product that was sellable, scalable, and I realized I know how to market. Yeah, strong. I'm out of here on you. Mm-hmm. Let's do a comparison. People got courses. Guess what? They made a million. I made over 25. Why? I'm out of here on you. Right. My budget is stronger. My, my marketing is stronger. I can spend more money on advertisement mm-hmm. than you. I beat you. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I'm better at credit than him. That's fine. You ain't better at marketing than me. Your budget ain't strong enough. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You're on Instagram posting for free. I'm on Instagram posting for 100000 this month. Next month, I'm doing 300000 on ads. <laughs> now, catch up. Yeah. Oh, you made a million in a month, and I spent 300000 on that month. Yeah. You will never catch me. You can't do what I do because you don't got the budget. Yeah. All mm. oh, he sell products, he did this. You don't got the budget. Yeah. So you'll never catch me. Mm. The man who spends the most to acquire a customer will always win. Yeah. You can't buy you can't go acquire customers. Customer acquisition is the key to life. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you sell makeup, lotion, shoes. I seen a video, Trap did a video and said, Nike put M1 out of business by spending $100 million on one commercial and put all the celebrities in it and remade an M1 commercial and promoted Nike and, and, and shot M1 down. Mm. They spent more money to out-market and advertise you. You can have the best soda in the world. You ain't competing with Coca-Cola. Right. They spent more money to make themselves cool. Their brand value and brand equity then adds value to McDonald's. Yep. So they partner together and they com- and it just grows even further. Mm-hmm. I spent more money to develop recession proof to make that the number one community when it comes to financial literacy. EYL's built, spent and built their brand, making it the number one place where you can go and learn. That is the biggest podcast, the biggest platform that we have when it comes to financial literacy. Right. Well, I have the biggest education system. Well, these are the two biggest. Well, now we go, well, what happens if we come together? Yeah. Now we both have market share that comes together and it grows. But meanwhile, people look like, oh man, I, I would have had a program, but you don't got market share. I gained market share because yeah. my budget was bigger. Yeah. Credit is bad. Keep losing. Mm. <laughs> That's facts. Keep losing. You, 
That you know, you've uh, you've grown a lot over the last five years. You know, there's some, there's some people that have had disagreements. You know, they didn't agree with certain things, and through that stuff, you know, because we've all had conversations like you, like, oh, you know. That might be right. Let me let me grow in that area, you yep. know. And so I want to talk about that because there's gonna be some entrepreneurs as you go through this phase. There there is going to be a point where somebody disagrees. Maybe you do something that's not popular. Maybe it's great. Maybe it's it just may not be the right thing because you're going through your process. Are, are there any lessons that you've learned from your experience that you can share and like and how do you how do you correct things when you if you do make a mistake? So one of the things is that you have to look. I I, I talk about Skip Bayless and never be LeBron. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have people who out there who will never be able to compete. They'll never be able to think on your level. They'll never be able to execute on your level. They will not be able to do what you do. Mm -hmm. But they can study you and watch you and critique you. Yeah. It does not make us equals. Yeah. It does not make you less than. Yeah. Just knows that this is my lane and what I do, and people are going to always critique. I say this, is that that's who makes me rich. <laughs> I'm not lying. Let me explain something. I used to do credit repair. It was $500. This is back in California. Do credit repair. People pay $500. Facebook. It got to a point where people was like, I started growing too much and I didn't have a system in place. Mm. So people would get mad like, yo, you ain't hitting me back. So they was getting mad. People started hovering like, yo, we don't like them. Like, they, you buy homes, you doing this, you living your life. Like, you getting money, but like, yo, you ain't hit me back. I didn't have a system in place. Was I taking the money? No. I was doing the work. I just didn't have proper, I didn't know how to communicate. Yeah. I didn't know how to set proper expectations. Mm -hmm. They wasn't wrong for telling me, bro, give my money back on a refund. Yeah. Or, yo, you ain't say you ain't tell us this. So now, thank you, because I didn't know till you start getting on Facebook going crazy. Yeah. Oh, okay, you going to talk about me. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I have to improve. Mm -hmm. What am I doing wrong? I'm not setting proper expectations. I'm not communicating properly. These are things that I started learning. Like, okay, well, let me teach. Let me tell y'all how to do it. Yeah. You mad at me? You think? Oh, you think? Oh, you, you paid me last month, so you thought you was gonna get results in thirty days, sixty days. Okay. Let me show you how to do it. Here, yeah. here you go. Do it. <laughs> so I went from making three hundred thousand dollars a year. I started teaching people how to do it. Mm. You was trying to shut me down for doing it like this? You didn't want me to? Like, yo, you ain't you ain't getting back to us. We ain't heard from you. You right. Let me stop. I have to make a pivot. Mm -hmm. I've outgrown the system, and I didn't elevate my business. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. You helped me create recession proof. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Mm -hmm. Now they say, well, get to a, another point. You start going and you, 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 you giving information, you saying things. You can sometimes misspeak. You may say something that you shouldn't say, and you get critiqued for it. Mm -hmm. You don't get mad and shut down. Mm -hmm. You adjust to the criticism. You look and learn what, what's being said. Why is it being said? Yeah. Okay, how does this work? How do I get better? Mm -hmm. What's the next level? Maybe I've outgrown this. I can't go and keep doing podcasts and doing the things I was doing starting off. Right. You can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. You, you now are held to a very high standard in regards to what you say, how you operate. It, it matters. You are held to a very high regard because it's thousands and thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people out there who are going to listen to what you say. So you have to hold yourself to that high regard. Yep. So at that point, I go and I create EYL University Powered by Recession Proof. Mm -hmm. Now let's go create 
something bigger that's not based off of one person's. Yeah. Now yeah. I have influence. Let me go out and partner with people who are experts in certain arenas. Let me go partner with the people who are the banks. Let me bring the banks into my education system. Let me bring all these individuals and different institutions in to actually teach and resource everything out and as well as bring the peer-to-peers in who've been executing in these industries. So I bring in the educators, some of your influential people, your influencers, but I also bring in institutions to partner them together. Mm -hmm. That's what the things that we create inside of the university. Yep. So now guess what? Now we look and build the university out and now I go from tens to hundreds. Mm. Yeah, strong. It continuously grows. Mm -hmm. So I tell people, don't look at Criticism, don't look at critiques, don't look at judgment in a negative way, look at it as a learning experience. You never, don't don't get caught up in it and thinking that somebody's hating on you, things like that. Some people are just hating. Yeah. But some people get to, they, they get one on you. Yeah. Like, not, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have did that. Yo, you shouldn't have posted that. Cool. Learn from it, grow from it, evolve as an individual within yourself, make your business stronger. Always continuously grow up. The biggest thing that you can feed into a critic is success. Mm. It's the biggest thing you can feed them yeah. with. You can feed them with success. Yeah. Either they got to clap for you, and if they're not willing to clap at the success and the strides that you make, they they will have to. Eventually, they will have to clap mm -hmm. and say, nah, you know what? Salute. <laughs> Congratulations. That's what LeBron did. At the end of the day, hey, my man broke the record. Regardless if you think he's the best or not, he, he has the all-time scoring record. When he went to Miami, it was boo. Yeah. He went, went back to Cleveland, got the ring for Cleveland. Mm -hmm. It was, all right. Mm -hmm. Now he continued. Okay, you know what? We don't even remember. We ain't talking <laughs> about Miami no more. Facts. We ain't talking about it. Mm -hmm. You got to talk about the fact that he beat the best team in any NBA history. Yeah. You got like he beat Golden, Golden State, State by himself. Yeah. Put it on his back and went directly at the best team in NBA history. That's what happens in business, but you got to be built for it. A lot of people not built for it. They'll get into that and they, they, they get shattered. Yeah. And, and that's why it's super important that we say it is that just realizes that Skip Bayless will never be anywhere on that top 10 scoring yeah. list. He will never have an NBA ring. He will never have a championship. He will never be mentioned. When his criticism is no, when LeBron is no longer in the NBA, he will have to critique somebody else. He will just sit there just to pass judgment on other people, but he will never make the money they make. Mm -hmm. He will never have the impact that they make, and he will never have the legacy that they have. Mm -hmm. You will just have a run of criticism. Yeah. And when it's said and done, are you in it for your legacy? Are you really in it for the money? And are you in it for the growth and impact that you're gonna cause? And if you are, stay the course, stay focused, and drown the noise out. Yeah, that's real. Well, what do you feel like people misunderstand about him 500 the most? Misunderstand? Mm -hmm. Big 500, man. I think they got everything. <laughs> I don't think they misunderstand nothing. Yeah. If you misunderstand me, you you want to. Yeah. If you misunderstand what I do, who I am, you want to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the biggest thing that I can say is what? You don't, you think that I'm a credit dude. Versus yeah. a businessman. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that, what I, that, that's what I was thinking. The biggest thing is that before we when we first met, I was like, okay, he does credit repair. I was literally thinking it was credit repair. Yeah. And then I learned, I was like, okay, no, he teaches people how to leverage credit, and some people don't leverage it the right way and stuff like that. And, I, and I'm gonna start and I, and I start getting an ecosystem. I'm like, oh, he's actually pretty sweet because most of the businesses 
that people need to start, they need money. And so, yo, you can have all the ideas you want in the world, but they gotta have money. And I like, you know, in network marketing, I always always teach people, I like, listen, network marketing for people that look like us. Mm-hmm. And they were marketing that, you know, people that they were born with influence, people automatically listen to them and they just say, hey, come to the house and listen to what we got to say. Yeah. It's a totally different world. Yeah. Then when people like, so so now you're teaching me about how to make some money. <laughs> Last week you was just broke. It's a totally different world and I feel like sometimes that is misunderstood. Because it, it is financial education in a world that a lot of people are just now figuring it out. Yes. And, you know, we had this conversation, but like, yo, we not, we ain't that many generations removed from slavery, slavery bro. No. At all, like my my when my grandfather passed, we saw his birth certificate. In his birth certificate, his father, the the his uh, his uh, job description was laborer, and I was like, "Dang!" So my mom's dad's dad, you know what I'm saying? It's like it it, it ain't that far back. Ain't that far back, bro? Because it's, you we think we think like those times, like yo, that was so long ago, until you realize like you was born. In the late 1900s. <laughs> Facts, I seen that. <laughs> yeah. So you realize, like, yo, you was born in the late 1900s, and you be like, relax. So you 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 realize that London's kids will be like, yo, my grandfather. Right. So when you go back into 18, 17, it's like yeah. one, two, three. Wait, it's not that far. Yeah. So, not 100%. And what you said about business and starting business, understanding capital, is that we were miseducated. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of times we'd be like, yeah, we uneducated. They need to put it in school systems. They don't need to put it in school systems. We got to put it in our community. Mm. Like, they don't need to put it in school. Why do we need them to put it? We've wow. been miseducated. Facts. You told me, mom, dad, grandfather, credit is bad. We should only use it for emergency purposes and get a credit card and only put gas on it. Right. Y'all told us that. Yeah. And there's people all around the world. I don't know where you from. I'm from Stockton, California. Where was you born and raised? Um, Stockbridge, Georgia. Georgia. For a lot of that, though. Between Miami and Georgia. Did you hear that before? Oh, yeah, for sure. Y'all heard it before. Believe me, you... It's not a uneducated. You was educated. It was wrong. Yeah. They said credit is bad. Use a credit card for gas purposes and emergency purposes. And only emergency was if somebody went to jail, you had to bail them out, or somebody died. Yeah. It was the only emergencies where you feel like you could, you got to use the credit card. Yeah. Now we got GoFundMe's for if somebody died. But that's the miseducation part. I can go on for days of the miseducation. How is credit bad? Why? You think that... I grew up in the hood. I grew up gang bang, gang violence, drug abuse. Like, I've seen all these things. There is no way that you can tell me that if you would have told my mom, like, my mom was a high school volleyball player, basketball player, scholarship out. It's no way that you could tell me that if you would have properly educated her and told her that you can leverage credit to learn how to use somebody else's money, that your son wouldn't have to grow up around these environments that we grew up in. Yeah. See, she got us out as fast as she could, but it took her 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. If you would have told her, hey, fix your credit, you can leverage credit and start a business, and you can start flipping real estate and doing the properties and the things that you want to do now, we wouldn't have went through what we went through. Right. Death hurt. Yeah. I know I got at least seven people that died before I was 25. Wow. That hurts. Yeah. It's every single one of my best friends that I grew up with. I grew up in different neighborhoods. Every single hood that I grew up in, my best friend, all of them have been to prison. Hmm. 
One of them is still in prison right now doing 26 years for murder. Wow. Got shot, seventh grade, point blank range, playing around with guns with a shotgun. Like, seventh grade. So you imagine in the, being in the eighth grade, going to visit your friend in a hospital. Like, open. Mm. So these are things like, it's no way that you can tell me that if we knew better, we wouldn't prevent this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I would not want to know y'all. Yeah. I wouldn't want to know y'all because I wouldn't want to deal with the traumas. I wouldn't want to deal with the fears that I now have to deal with when my kids got to go somewhere or we go certain places. It's traumas mm -hmm. because of violence and things in the environment I grew up with that I can't get off me. If you would have told my mom that, I wouldn't have had to go through it. Yeah. It's not that we was uneducated, we was miseducated. My, my grandmother was scared to sign FAFSA forms for my mom to go to college. Yeah. It's miseducation. So when they look and say, yo, people selling courses now, they doing this, I applaud it because it's cool to be smart. Yeah. Let's make it cool to be smart and let's let's get away from the ignorance because we don't realize how hurtful it is to us. It's I met a kid in Georgia when I came here. At 25, I had never been to a wedding. He had never been to a funeral. Wow. I was jealous. I'm used to burying people. I don't know what to wear to weddings. Yeah. So I look and I go, I want to teach people about business. I'm more focused. You all only focus on money. That's the only thing that's going to get us away from that. Mm -hmm. If we can make money another way and get into it and create other environments for ourselves, we raise, we, we grew up different. Yeah. Our kids don't know that environment. Like mm -hmm. my daughter, your daughter talk to each other. Yeah. They on Roblox, they playing, they building houses and playing like they at each other's conferences. They want to get on stage and talk on conferences yeah. in front of people. They won't know gun violence. Right. They won't know people killing each other. My friends dying in high school. Yeah. They're not going to know that. Yeah, that's real. So it's the education side. It's like. It's not we uneducated. We we've been miseducated, and we're passing it down, and now we're recorrecting it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's real. That's even like you know, even people ask me about the clothing line. They be like, "What's the like?" Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking being an athlete or being a rapper, mm -hmm. but I'm like, that ain't the only way out. You yeah. know, and matter of fact, I was at the gym the other day, and, and the and the guy that you know was the same color as the shirt came up to me. He was like, "Man, I appreciate that shirt because that's exactly what I thought about you." I was like, "What team does he play for, or is he a rapper?" And he said, you know, I need to start thinking that, man, there can be some young guys that have businesses. So I appreciate that. And I think that's, mm. you know, what, what you're talking about is like it's, it's miseducation inside of the community. And then we have to be examples on the outside so that the rest of the world starts realizing, yo, there's there's something changing inside of inside of this community. I want, I want to talk about family because that's something that, you know, we're both big on. And, you know, I, like you bring your family almost everywhere. Yeah. Ed events with you, you know, Turk be with you. Like we, we just we kicked it, done so many things. Why is it important for you to show that side of of uh, your life? Um, I don't think I show it as enough as 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 I would like to. Mm -hmm. I'm still a little hesitant because I'm kind of protective yeah, no, over it, yeah. so I don't show it as much as I would personally like to. Mm -hmm. I expose it into environments when we go places because I want them. Like my thing with my kids and my family is that. More is caught than is taught. Yeah, they're gonna catch more things than I than I throw at them. Mm -hmm. So what I realize is like when I when my daughters say the affirmations, I say mom. Mm -hmm. Yours probably don't mean as much to you. You gonna pay more attention to daddy's affirmations. Mm -hmm. 
So when I say I'm 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 uh, a visionary, they're mm-hmm. like, "What's a visionary?" Yep. I get to explain to you what a visionary is. Mm-hmm. When when I get to say I'm ambitious, they like, "What's ambitious?" It's the ability to get up and go to work for something that you don't know is going to happen or not. When you don't know that you know you don't have guaranteed results, but you know you're willing to do whatever it takes to make the results that you desire, the things yep. that you seek out. Like so they like oh so what happens is is that they start adapting. Yep. Mine. So they start saying, oh, their theirs start to become mine. Yeah. Why? Because they're listening to what I'm saying and what daddy wants. When 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 I'm gone, daddy's affirmations, the thing that dad says to me, like when I ask my daughter, who are you? You gotta tell me who I, who you are. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you who I am. Mm-hmm. So you know that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so when we go out here, you get to see. Mm-hmm. My little one is not getting on stage. She like, nope, all them people, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not going. My oldest like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Okay, is we going on stage? What, 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 what can I? I want to put a presentation together, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you gotta earn that. Yeah. And I'm so we've been working on certain things, building on her clothing line, learning oh. her business pitch, and so she's learning because she's like, I want to do a presentation. Yeah, that's gonna be tight. And so that's the goal. And so that's the things that I tell people now is that. For me, when you ask about my family, is that I want them to catch it. I don't want to be like telling stories. Yeah. This is how this went. This is no. My my youngest went through our last three or four real estate deals. Mm-hmm. So now she understands, you know, the differences when we going and we dealing with appraisals. Cause she like why like the house we in now. She's like, yo, let's just buy it. Like, can we move in? I'm like, you don't just buy it. Yeah. So I'm like, look, this is what they were asking for. Mm-hmm. This is what we want to give them. She's like, why not just give them the money if you got it? It don't work like that. Facts. <laughs> a teachable moment. Yeah. See, and, and then we can go back and look at all the pictures that she has at the closing tables with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was the property that, okay, I remember when we bought that house. Okay, well, that house makes us this much per month now. Mm-hmm. Okay, we paid that house off in business, so we was just buying real estate, paying it off. Yeah. So now that we own our properties, these houses pay us every month. Mm. So she's starting to learn, and I'm not having to go, like, this is how it works. I'm not teaching you from wordplay. I'm showing you by example. Yeah. So we going back and forth through appraisals, and now she's starting to learn. And she like, well, you say you want to give them that much. Why are we gonna give them? That's more than what we said. And it's going well. We won because it's worth this. Yeah. So we still made this much off even off the purchase. And so she like, oh, okay. So she's catching it. Yeah. That's and. Smart. That's that's just the thing. It's just you have to have them involved with everything every step of the way. Yeah. Not oh, I'm a, I'm gonna come back and get you when I when when I make it. Yeah. No 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 no. We gonna make it together. Yeah. The second one gonna get it sweeter. <laughs> the third one will have it even sweeter. Yeah. But when I start here, we're we're going together. I'm not leaving you out. Mm-hmm. As I grow and develop, I need my I need you to grow and develop, and I'll yeah. grow as a better parent. I can't say I was the best. I I is the, my second child has a better parent than my first one. Yeah, has a more mature parent, mm-hmm. has a more structured environment. It's it's we're not constantly growing and getting into a point. So right now we at a point where it's like we ain't got to grow too much more of our living life. We can grow in business, but life stays yeah. here. Mm-hmm. You won't have to move again. You won't have to do this. Yeah. You know, and so I say that, but hopefully, but yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. it's it's different. So. Yeah. You know, we just been growing throughout the process, and that's the thing that's just super important with me is that I want them to grow with me. I want them to see my growth. I want them to experience it, and I and I want them to be aware. So, 
you know, talking about family, um, you've been married for a while now. Well, no, I shouldn't say a while, but y'all been together for a while. Yeah, yeah. What like what has being married and being in a long term relationship taught you? Grit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um stability. Mm-hmm. You know, consistency. Yeah. Uh, accountability. Humility. Yeah. Like these are all things I think that have helped me grow and develop um, throughout my relationship, throughout mm-hmm. life, and making me a better person. Yeah. Like without it, I found myself I was more immature. Yeah. And so when you have you know establishing things that are permanent, when you establishing things that require commitment. When you establish things that require growth and development, constantly feeding and constantly being fed, it just helps you evolve as an individual and as a mm-hmm. person. So that's really been like my biggest yeah. takeaway on that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I always want to throw this out too because I, you know, you know, uh, I was talking to even with Et Kim. I was like, man, it's like it's so many men giving women advice, and not enough men giving men advice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there needs to be more of those conversations of like, yo, this is how you keep it in a row. Like, I was married. It yeah. didn't work out for me, but I learned a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, matter of fact, I probably wouldn't be, had I not got married and, and learned how to go deal with that, mm-hmm. I would, that made business easy. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was like, yeah. you know what? I can take this. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah. but there's a lot of things that you learn um, uh, from that. And like you said, it does help you strengthen you emotionally. Humility is, is really big. Yeah. Um, it's also important to pick the right person. Yeah. Um, any tips for you know an entrepreneur, up and coming men, whatever? Like, okay, what are some things I can that can assist me in looking for helping to find the right person from from your lens? They don't be liking my relationship advice, <laughs> but I'm gonna give it since you asked for it. Yeah. If I can tell men when they looking to pick, is to deepen your waters mm-hmm. of the way that you think and the, and the requirements that you have. Yeah. Listen, I'm not impressed by a home-cooked meal. That's not going to get me. That ain't, listen, I'm an eight-figure entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Chicken pasta, lobster linguine, that ain't get me here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That wasn't the contribution that got me here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That bed being folded properly or not being made correctly is not what got me here. Mm-hmm. What got me here is having somebody that can properly pour into my soul. Mm. Somebody that can properly add to to my weaknesses. That can properly help me become a better person and believe in me. Whether I was making money or not. I wasn't rich. I didn't didn't get with a woman. My wife didn't marry a high-value man. We're in a high-value relationship. We're both high-value individuals within each other, to each other. Mm -hmm. I'm not a high-value man. Mm -hmm. I'm in a high-value relationship. We've built this. Yeah. But I understood. Can I have go and say, yo, I want to get me a woman that cook, that's going to clean. Did my wife do that? 100%. Yeah. But was that what made me marry her? Hell no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. It was the fact that you make me think. You can ask me questions. You question me in, in my thinking. You can look into my brain and question me. A lot of people can't question me. A lot of people can't think with me. A lot of people don't have. You can't do it. I got you. Mm-hmm. Ask me something. I got that. Why? I got that. You're making, you're asking me questions that made me think deeper. Mm-hmm. You set things in place that was like, yo, you can make money, but you, what about this? You're finding ways to help and build with me. So 
we were both building off of each other. And I'm like, yo, like, wasn't, like I tell people, you can marry off of love if you want to. I did it, I married out of love and selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. I have selfish reasons of things that I'm looking for and I want to take away and that I need. Yeah. If you're a man out there, look, what do you need? Yeah. What do, what's your takeaways? If, if all you need is a home-cooked meal and in a, in a clean house, mm -hmm. bro, you got to step your game up. Thanks. Because you got to realize that how intricate this person is mm -hmm. to your development, to right. the development of your children, to the development of your household. Yeah. What's going to happen in the house? Forget the world. Forget the world's interpretation of how things happen. I can pay $15, $16 for somebody to, to, cook, to clean my house. Thanks. I can, I can meal prep, I can pay somebody to cook. I can't pay nobody to give me intellectual here and, and be spiritually connected with me that I'm gonna build and have children with, that I'm gonna be intimate with. Mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't pay you for that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all might be out there paying for intimacy, it ain't the same. Mm -hmm. Intimacy is totally different, you go pay for that. Mm -hmm. You ain't paying for the intellect that comes with the relationship. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you may spend a night somewhere, but that ain't it. When you building and you you grow and you say, I don't need 10 women, I, I need to find somebody that I can be accountable for, that I can deal with, that can also rely on me. Yeah. That responsibility of saying, you can rely on me, you can count on me, and I got to fend for you, is different. And you helping me strengthen my muscles, you helping build my shield, you helping load my gun. Nah, we, this is how we go into war. Yeah. And that's just a different mindset. And I just tell people all the time, it's like, yo, them basic requirements. Yo, if she don't cook or clean, she ain't the one for me. Listen, you're not, you, 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 you not making enough money yet to understand the difference. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not. Yeah. It, it, it's just not. Because when you start to realize, I was single doing fluff and fold. Mm -hmm. That's a dollar a pound. So I start realizing, like, these are options. Yeah. My wife can do it if she wants to. She didn't agree with it at first. She wanted to do it. Cool, that's fine. Eventually, I'm going to break you. Yeah. Because you're going to start to see the benefit of like, okay, cool. Go spend two hours washing. Mm -hmm. Sitting on the bed, folding clothes up. You may be enjoying that right now. Yeah. As we get to moving, I'm telling you, yeah, here, we got a meeting to go to. Yo, I got to go do this, and you can't go because, you, oh, you're washing clothes and stuff? You've been there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. What You said you hadn't seen a marriage until you were 25, like a wedding, a wedding. Like, so what made you say, okay, you know, sure, I'm gonna get married. Cause I know some people they are like, yo, I've just never seen a successful marriage. I've never seen it work. So it makes some people say like, I don't even want to do that. In fact, sometimes in our community, people laugh at people like, oh, so you, you in a relationship. Well, he can't go cause he married. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah. like, but like what made you say, no, let me, I'm going to take this serious as a father, as a husband, as a man, you know, like what, what made you, t especially as an African-American man, because there's so much stuff in our communities that almost rewards people for the men not to be in the house. Like what made you say, okay, now I'm, I'm gonna I'm step, I'm gonna stand on this one. I wanna be, I'm an example. Mm -hmm. Like I'm creating a family. Yeah. At my, right, as I create this and develop this, like, who are you? What did you do? Mm -hmm. How did you have it operated? What was this structure like? Mm -hmm. That's the things that I find is like key. Yeah. What's the structure like? What does it look like? What 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 is it really built on? What's that foundation like? What's your morals and your principles like? You 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 can't commit. Mm -hmm. Like you want kids, you want everything, but you can't be committed. Right. And 
every woman is different, but you have to be willing. Like some women don't want to get married. Mm -hmm. They're okay with being in there. But for us, it was that was a level of commitment yeah. that we spoke about, we talked about, and I know she wanted. Mm -hmm. So that was something that we did and that I wanted. Like, But I always planned to be married. Mm -hmm. I never planned on being single. I never was against marriage. I always wanted to be married. Yeah, I sure. always wanted to have a family. I always wanted to raise kids. I, I wanted this. So it's something that I wanted. So it wasn't hard for me to go do something I wanted. I grew up without a father. Mm -hmm. So I know like, yo, I know how I felt. I, it was something that I didn't like. It's something that's uncomfortable for me. Yeah. So it's like, yo, growing up without a father in the house, like, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't want my seeds to grow up in that type of environment. Yeah. So for me, it was it was a non-negotiable. Yeah. Like, let's do it. I was, I was more excited about the wedding than her. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm here. You see my plans. Like, you see, I'm... Mm -hmm. Boom, boom. I'm pulling all kinds of shenanigans. I was excited about my yeah, wedding. Like, yeah, that was great, I, too. Was it, yeah, so I'm excited about my marriage. Like, yeah. you know, like, we have fun. Let's let's do things together. I'm not not out here to be single. Now, if it's come to work and I got to go hustle, I'm going where well, I'm going to seek and destroy, and I got to go to a mastermind and get in this room, and I got to go to work. Okay, my wife can't be with me because I got to take care of you. Yeah. Or you want something to eat, or you want... Nah, <laughs> stay at home. I'm not on that. I'm on me. Yeah. I'm 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 in I'm in 500 mode. Yeah, she understand that. Mm -hmm. She know the difference. Where she was like, y'all was having a good time. Yeah, that probably that was a good time. But this this 500 mode. When she knows, she like, oh, you gonna do that? Go to work. Yeah. But the the marriage and, is and that comes with like, the communication of it too. Like, yo, this this one right here look different. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't always start like that. Mm -hmm. We went through it. <laughs> I tell you, like, fellas, don't think it's easy. You got to grow, mm -hmm. but they have to grow with you. Yeah. You expose a woman to something new as you reach new levels. We reach a new levels together, and it was different requirements. Yeah. To where I got to go, and I'm like, yo, I got to go to Boston tomorrow. And she like, for what? I'm going to go speak. Somebody want to come speak at the event. I'm going to try, you know, I'm going to be selling it, making my offer. She's like, all right. Then I'm doing coaching calls up until midnight, leaving the office at midnight. She like, yo, you think you finna be leaving the house at midnight? Yeah. And I'm like... Check the bank account. I made $60,000 last month. Mm -hmm. I'll leave this month at, at 2 a.m. if I got to. <laughs> Understand yeah. me. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm standing on it. Mm -hmm. She didn't, we, we butted heads about it, like, yo. And she started understanding. You know what? You're right. Whatever it take, let me embrace. I see what you're doing it for. You know, my wife had my Instagram password. So, she, mm -hmm. so like, yo, listen, I ain't on that. Yeah. You can have the account. I'm not on that. So she, we build it. Mm -hmm. It's open. I'm out for the bag. Matter yeah. of fact, check some of them DMs. Can yeah. you respond to? Facts. So we yeah. working together. So y'all heard it. Like, you know, you want your spouse to support you, give them the IG password. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's real. It'll make it'll make your life better because yeah. if not, you gotta take, you gotta strip the insecurities away from them. Yeah. I gotta strip that from you. That's what you want. Anything that you insecure, are we gonna make money? Cool. My wife would not quit her nine to five because we didn't have insurance and uh four like she was based off 401k and stuff like that. I had to go get that stuff to make her comfortable quitting her job. Yeah. Like insurance. What's our savings in our our um, retirement setup like? Like, what are we putting set aside mm -hmm. for retirement and stuff? What's gonna take care of us? Cool, I just pay that house off. I'll pay this one off. You take that money every single month and go put it up. Mm -hmm. Is that enough for you? Here, we got insurance. Is that enough for you? What else? Mm -hmm. I had to appease 
the things that mattered to her. But yeah. that was my counterpart. Mm-hmm. That made me, guess what? That's why I got better employees than most yeah. people because we give insurance. Y'all can't compete out here in this, in this with giving jobs if you don't got proper insurance, you don't got 401k, you don't got retirement plans. Mm-hmm. Employees want retirement plans. They need structure. Yep. CEOs don't. Mm-hmm. We're not focused on that. Entrepreneurs is just trying to get money. Yeah. They don't realize in order for me to go poach employees from the top Fortune 500 companies, I have to give them the benefits and perks that they get over there. Yeah. yeah. So, and this, you know, the recession coming up, this is a great time to hire high level employees that are getting laid off. <laughs> yes. You know, because some of them will go, they'll venture out and try to start something, but a lot of them are now looking for opportunities. And so if you're a person that gets laid off, that's a, that's a, that's a space to use some of the experience you learn from a high level company. So, okay, let me bring this to the small business sector. But then as now as the owner, you guys say, do, do I have the infrastructure and things that they require to be attracted to helping grow, grow my, my enterprise? Who got small business? You said they come to small business. I don't got a small well, business. Well, you know, most people don't want <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, 100%. But I, outside of money, right? Like, I was thinking about that. It's like, outside of money, what do you want to leave your kids? I want to leave my kids. It's deeper than money. Yeah. So, for me, is that, like, I don't force my kids into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I want them to lead, live a life that they love. I want them to have, I want to leave them with experiences. I want them to, to, to understand how the world works. Yep. I want them to, I want to leave them with the ability to exist fluently and, and to be fruitful and to be able to grow and develop to whatever they desire as who they are as individuals. I want them to be just happy. Yeah. I want them to live a life of happiness. Don't I know things, roadblocks will come, but I want you to have the ability to be able to overcome things. Yeah. I want you to be able to withstand hardships. I want you to be able to think through things. So these are the things that's most important to me is like, can I leave a good, can can I make you a good person? Can I leave you behind to be a good person? Yeah. The, the money and things that, that I may leave to you, I may not. Yeah. Some, one of them may not need it. Yeah. One of them may not care about the things that I care about. Mm-hmm. She may want to backpack and live in Europe. I don't care, but are you happy? Yeah. And do do you have good habits as a human being? Not as a business owner, not as my daughter. Do you have good habits and as a human? Are yeah. you a good person? When you walk in and when, when you leave a room, are people happy you came? And did you have some kind of impact on this world that was bigger than you? Wow. Yeah, I love it. We're going to do some rapid fire questions. So just quick answers, whatever come to mind. All right. The Marcus Barney movie comes out. Who play, Who do you want to play? The Marcus Barney movie, movie comes out. Who plays me? Wow. <laughs> um, who would you want to play? Man. That's hard. That's it. Yo, I don't know actors. <laughs> um, who could I look at that would play Marcus Barney? Um, <laughs> I'm a clown. Keenan and Kale. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. No, the I big one and yeah, the small one. Big one and the small one. I like yeah. it. I like it. All right. You 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 uh you had a dinner, five, ten people, dead or alive. Who you want to have? If I can have a dinner with five to ten people, dead or alive, um, I would invite George Washington. Mm-hmm. I would look to invite George Washington. 
I would look at a Marcus Garvey, mm-hmm. uh, Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. I like that. I would invite Steve Jobs, um, Steve Jobs, Jay Z. Thanks. Um, I would invite my grandfather and my great grandfather. Yeah, that's a good one. My father. Mm-hmm. So my lineage is there to study and grow and see. Mm-hmm. Um, Oprah. There we go. I knew it had to be a lady in there. I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oprah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I that like I like that list. That's that's solid list, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would probably switch one person, one of my grandparents, out for one of the. Uh, for J.P. Morgan Chase, yeah, I would take I would take one of them. I don't need both, mm-hmm. but I would invite J.P. Morgan Chase. I need my man there. Yeah, no, for mm-hmm. sure. I like it. What, what inspires you to buy a plane, and would you do it again? Uh, yes, and yes, um, I would buy it again. What inspired me was the market for marketing, mm-hmm. the money I could make off the plane, and the opportunity to partner into the brokerage. So it was a three for one plus a tax write off. There we go. I like it. Is uh, is fake jury a red flag? Um, I I you if I was immature, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, in today's society, depends on environment. Okay. Um, sometimes it recall it it, it it you need to have replica pieces. Yeah. Just in case somebody wants to steal, you don't always want to be walking around with quarter million dollar watches on and things like that. And so I recommend, I would tell people, like, yo, if you're really wealthy, like, you, you can make a watch because watches and different things are investments. Yeah, they are. And so just because you have a good investment does not mean I got to walk around with my actual investment on. So if you got a replica of one that you got, it, it, it's it's okay. It's not a red flag for me. Now, if you're going and you just, like, bunch of jewelry and it's just looking crazy and it's like yo you popping it and it's just all fake and fugazi you ain't got no certs or nothing like that and that's a red flag because <laughs> yeah, yeah. no nah, i agree if if you had to start today as an entrepreneur where would you start i would start with consulting and growing other people's businesses strictly on the back end i would just figure out how to how can i get 10 to 15 percent or more i would look to get 15 to 25 percent of other people's businesses um, and build out everything that they don't have. I will look at certain industries and niches that are growing and figure out how do I help them in ways that they can't, especially if they're gonna make millions over the years, I will position myself behind people, Smart. not on the forefront. Yeah, I like it. Um, we, we're going into a recession, some people are saying, you know, some people are saying it's already here. Mm-hmm. Any tips to prepare your, for the people to prepare themselves financially for a recession? Understand debt is not for dummies, and so, don't go into debt, eliminate debt, um, meaning don't get caught with a whole bunch of car notes. If you putting cars on Toro, look at economy cars right now. If you're getting started, if you already own it, dump all the money that you're making to pay the car off so you own it free and clear. Get as, as far out of debt and just get in the cash flow. Mm-hmm. Just generate as much cash flow as you can. If you leverage credit, leverage credit in a surefire way where you're gonna get a return 
make sure you you keep the the the, the uh, money you make your profits set aside pay back clear the debt off don't let it stack too much um, and any business venture that you get into make sure it pays you in four ways I gave you the example with the jet I bought the jet to save me money on taxes I bought the jet because it helped me great it grow marketing wise it was a great marketing ploy it helped me make a bunch of money get a bunch of attention um, it got me into a partnership where I own part of the company. So I was actually a, a partner in that business that, that would be brokering my jet. Mm -hmm. And then I made money from brokering the jet. So I got paid four ways. So it's a surefire. If I did not make money off the brokerage side, I mean, off of making the jet, um, off of owning the jet and then making me money every single month, I would at least make money off the brokerage because the attention that I got now has everybody coming to me for jets. Mm -hmm. So I made money that way. And in worst case scenario, I'm going to make money. All. It's going to help me with taxes yep. and lower my taxable income on the way that I utilize it for my business and travel and put my logo on it. Doing I did seven cities in seven days. We took trips on it. So it helps me offsetting taxes. So analyze, can I get paid from this? At least if it doesn't have three benefits, not just the business, not just I bought a plane to right. make money off of it, chartering it out, that's not enough. Just taxes, that's not enough. Just the attention, that's not enough. Right. But all four of them together, we're owning the company and now that company is on a selling block for 84 million. Hmm. And so, yeah, it's a different, yeah, different approach different to it. Yeah, I love it. Um, I always have a segment called Breakdowns to Breakthrough, right? And I believe that every time as an entrepreneur, you have a breakdown. And in that breakdown, you'll learn some lessons that help you break through if you decide to. Could you share, if you want to, a breakdown that you had and some lessons you learned to help you break through? A breakdown? A breakdown was, you know, when I was doing, like I said, when we was doing running a credit repair business. Mm -hmm. You know, and people started getting mad. They was upset. They wasn't happy with the service I was providing. Yep. Well, that was a part where either my business is going to break down. It was breaking down because now people aren't happy. And, you know, since they're not happy, I had to figure out a way to break through it and satisfy them. Yep. And that's what created a breakthrough to realize, like, hey, don't provide the service. Teach them and educate them on it. And when I started educating them on the actual service, it created a breakthrough, which helped me go out and build yep. Recession proof. Yeah, the, the negativity changed your life in a sense. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I love it. You got a uh, Madison Square Garden coming up? Yes. Talk to us about that. When is it coming? What, what, what you got going on? What you excited about? Madison Square Garden, July 9th okay. in New York City. Um, it's going to be amazing. It's, yeah. it's going to be one for the record books. Um, we got a VIP party. Um, before the night before mm -hmm. at the 4040 Club. I haven't announced any guests who are going to be speaking yet. There we go. Well, <laughs> stay tuned, but we got a VIP night at 4040 the night before. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, a very amazing event. Yeah. It will be one for the record books. One of the largest financial literacy events. Yes, yes. And, uh, and that's, I'm excited to be, uh, you know, there, be a part of, you know what I'm saying? I, I let them know if I can host it, I'll keep posting it. <laughs> <laughs> let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, seriously, but I just want you to know, for me, like, I'm proud of what you've done, you know, as an entrepreneur. Um, and like I said, as a father and as a husband, it's, it's a great example to see because, you know, it's not a lot of examples that we've had, period. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, somebody that, that you do your best to do it the right way yeah. uh, and with the right people, right value. So, yeah, I appreciate uh, appreciate you, what you've been able to do for the community. Um, how, how can people attend the event? Um, the easiest way to attend is the best way, the best experience would be for, like, the members of EYL University. Okay. Because we got uh, a special day after as well. So nice. on Monday, we're going to be doing something special for the members. 
um, so anybody that's out there watching, you know, you're interested in joining, like you can text, run the play to, text run to 404-737-3767. And, I, and just see if you like the community, I'll give you seven days for free. Oh, there we go. I'll let you on for seven days. See if you like it. Check the live call out. Uh, you get seven days for free. And that'll get you um, special seating as a member in the event that we're creating the best experience for like the members. It'll be open for the public. It'll still be a great experience, but I got a certain section. And the reason I'm setting it up is like all my members and all the members of EYL University, all the recession-proof members will be in a section. So everybody that's coming oh, in that's and nice. out, the experience, the things, you know, I want to cater it to them. Uh, the most everybody else will get everything. It'll still be open stage for all the dialogue, but when you got everybody coming in and out right here, Things like that, you don't know. Yeah. Like I'm doing a little bit of surprises. Yeah, and stuff. that's gonna be tight. Yeah. So that's that's the reason. Mark why is always going. I'm just gonna let y'all know. Y'all come to an event. It's not just an event. It's an experience, and yes. you will be entertained, educated. You're gonna network your butt off because everybody who's everybody's gonna be there. So definitely wanna uh, be there at the event. Anytime we had a show, um, I always like to lead the guests with something. Yeah. So um, Philly, you got that. Uh, that uh, that box for me. Yep, that's everything. All right, so this is a book. I don't know if you had it already. It's called Traction, but it's really, really good because I know you've been talking about scaling and doing some stuff, so really good for that. Then yeah, I know you've been in here. It smells lately, so had you got get you something from some small from Hermes, and then uh, I don't know if you had the lotion. I know you got the, the nope. cologne, but what is that? The baccarat? Yeah, baccarat lotion. Sold out everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know appreciate saying? it. Yeah, absolutely, bro. No, nah, man, I appreciate, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Know, you. Absolutely, bro. You know, because yeah. uh, anytime somebody come out, you take time away from your family, your life, you pour it yeah. into the, the people and, you know, came out. So I appreciate you coming through, bro. Uh, most definitely. Salute. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, so listen, y'all, this is the, uh, the Run and Play Show, man. We appreciate y'all being here. We just got Marcus Barney, him 500, in the building. He gave y'all the place. Now go run it. What's going on? Listen, make sure you guys go to runtheplaystore.com. Get your official Run to Play gear. We talk about shirts, socks, jackets for everybody that's Run to Play all across the world. Are you ready? We're going to run the yeah. play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like to come for nothing at all? But every day 